0: It was a pickup shot. The rest of the crew was already back in the studio in L.A. Film for every other scene was in the can. Yesterday, there had been a hundred people racing around the set at Tory Pines. The whole first unit, the stars, the director, production assistants at the wazoo, and media pushing through the wall of fans, cameras ready for a last shot of the big names. Lark Saundervoyle glanced around the cliffside parking lot at the crowd. 500 people? This was awesome. Normally, a new girl stuntwoman doing a gag would draw no one besides the grips packing up the cameras and cables, right? And production? Those guys were sweating bullets, panicked about the crowd getting in the shot, tripping over the cordon, and suing the studio, or one camera-happy tourist with a flash ruining the scene or spooking her in the middle of her first big gag. Worried that they'd have to do another take and throw everything one more day behind schedule. The electronic press kit had gone only to the media outlets to get them to come to the press conference afterward. She'd never dreamed the shot would draw a crowd like this, even with the footage of Greg Gage doing the move. And the teaser, the great Greg Gage is dead, but his sensational gymnastic move lives, no stunt man has ever duplicated Gage's artistry, but a spectacular new stunt woman has burst on the scene. Lark Sondervoil will do what they said no woman could the gauge move. Lark had read it in the San Diego Union Tribune and the La Jolla Light, and the words were set in her memory like hard metal type. Nineteen-year-old Lark Sondervoil has recaptured the elusive move that made Gage the best stun double of his time. But not even Gage, once an Olympic hopeful, ever attempted the move at a wild spot like Gliderport. Lark Sondervoil will perform the spectacular spiral flip move and come to a stop at the edge of the bluff nearly 400 feet above the beach. Even he... well. She'd set them straight about that at the press conference after she wowed them with the move and the high-fall gag that followed it. The teaser ran on every TV station, in all the papers. The press loved all the connections, the film about a stunt woman ending up with the move a stuntman created for his Olympic gymnastic tryout years earlier, performed by the new girl in the business. Now the set was mobbed, It was all security could do to keep the crowds behind the ropes. Half of San Diego was here, with deck chairs, coolers, kids, and dogs, calling to friends, tossing balls, kicking up dirt, and gunning motorcycle and pickup engines. Whiffs of sweat and suntan lotion, garlic from the catering truck, and exhaust fumes cut the air. The production assistants were going crazy, trying to keep enough quiet to shoot. Christ, they'd done 12 takes on scene 484. The gauge move in 485 was next. But the whole schedule was so far behind it'd be a miracle if they got to 485 and 486, the high fall, before the sun went down. Still, that wasn't her worry. She couldn't let this extraneous stuff spook her, not when she was going to do back-to-back the most important gags of her life. She concentrated on her body. Noting the hot Southern California sun on her skin, the sharp afternoon wind scraping off the heat, snapping her hair in her face, she kicked at an outcropping of sun-baked sandstone and felt it hold momentarily, then crumple. Sheer, unstable cliffs. Stay back. The sign said. The cliffs she'd be falling off and seen 486. It must have taken centuries of wind to dig trenches that size in the bluff like the spaces between a giant's fingers. So easy to stumble off those gnarled fingers. No, don't even think that. Worrying was a waste of time. You do your homework, then you're in control. That's how you survive in this business. There's no need, no point, to hamstring yourself by worrying. Right? Right? She was in control. She'd routined both gags, She'd gone over the plans again and again, looking for flaws that weren't there. She knew what she was doing.